Alright, welcome back to another episode from the Cisco podcast, Tales from the CSAP Floor. I'm your host, Khaled Khalaf, and today I'm joined by two lovely ASCs, Elisabetta and Jayham. Elisabetta is an ASC from Italy, and she's based here with us in Amsterdam, and Jay is an ASC from Korea, and he's actually based in Seoul. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the on-the-job experience. The on-the-job experience is the second half of the CSAP program. It runs from about January all the way to the end of CSAP for the ASRs, and for the ASCs, it's... When, when does that start, Elisabetta? It starts around uh, February, March. It depends on the mm-hmm. different countries. So it's a bit delayed because we have a different schedule for the boot camps. All right. And and today, yeah, we're just going to be talking about that part of the program and how it runs and what kind of uh, interactions we have during the on-the-job experience. So I understand that since both of you are ACs, you must have had somewhat of a similar on-the-job experience. Today, we're going to be talking about that. Um, so if we can start with you, Jay, tell me about your transition from boot camp into OJE. Okay. Um the boot camp was it was kind of college life because you have a bunch of lessons regarding the network and architectures that Cisco has and you know all you do is just taking class from the lecturer but the transition transition from uh, from that to OJE was quite uh, quite big because OJE's actual experience on the job. So, I mean, you have the chance to see everything that you learn in the actual industry and actual life. So, I mean, for me, it was quite amazing because, I mean, taking lessons from somebody else and experiencing the actual thing is totally different things. So, it was quite amazing experience for me. When you say learning about something and then taking actual experience from it, what exactly are you referring to? Learning something means actually you've you've taken some classes about the network and architectures and products from the Cisco. So mm-hmm. all you did, all you do during that time is just learning about it, like reading the articles and watching videos and stuff. But on the job experience, you get to see it and you get to touch the actual products, and you have the chance to uh, configure those products the actual life so that's the difference that I'm talking about all right thank you very much for that Elisabetta any any thoughts on this okay I totally agree with him so when you are in the book camp you are exposed to knowledge mm-hmm. there are people that are expert and they are there to teach you so you just take it in exactly in a passive way so you try to understand and you try to put the dots together but then when it's on a job experience, then you are the rock star there. You have to actually understand what's happening and you have to be conscious enough to understand when to ask for help and when to put the extra time. Because that's one of the biggest lessons I heard and uh, I also experienced in person. Know when to ask for help and uh, there is nothing bad in it. It's just we are just starting so mm-hmm. you have actually to understand when some more experience is needed just to point you to the right direction it doesn't have to give you the entire answer but just point into that and for me it was really shocking to see the transition you know now you are on the front seat and you are trying to actually make everything you can to give the best quality possible and the interaction with the clients it's uh, you know it, it it adds a lot of value of course it's a lot uh, more scary because you have more responsibility but uh, it should be your moral how you take it and how you actually do with it so for me it was a great transition i was really scared at the beginning i think everyone is but 
at the end, uh, I think it was worth it. Well, thank you very much. There's a lot of good points you said in that. Um, namely, I want to start with talking about how you said you, you had a personal time interaction when you needed to know when to call for help. Could you tell us a little bit more about that time? Uh, yes. Basically, in general, at the beginning, you're going to be faced by the fact that you don't know a lot. In the sense mm -hmm. that whatever you learn in the bootcamp is basic, it's a start point for you to navigate through the material. So at the beginning, you're going to be faced with the question, for example, cases that you have never seen before. So my advice in that is not to get scared, not to get anxious is normal. You are beginning just to understand in that case when it's about putting the extra time for research. So to try to understand or when it's a type of question that you need to really someone to ask for help. Like you never have to sit on a case too long. Like if you mm -hmm. see that it's something too complicated mm -hmm. or that it's taking too much time, at the end it's all about quality and uh, the slide to deliver your, your uh, answer. So it's about the time you take to deliver mm -hmm. your answer. So you have to ensure that first. So if you're not sure about something or you want to double check, always ask to your network, always ask to someone more advanced, at least at the beginning. I found that really useful also as a learning experience. Maybe they point you some different tools, some different documentation, and you start from there. That sounds really wise indeed. Thank you You're very much for providing this. Uh, Jay, how do you feel about this? Do you agree? Yeah, of course. As Elisabeth has said, um, taking driving lesson and actual driving is totally different thing. I, I think that's the best metaphor that I can use. So, um, of course, since we're a career beginner, we do not know much about the products or the architecture itself. So obviously we need a lot of help from like senior engineers, which uh, who have been in the industry for like a few decades. So that was really helpful because, um, I mean, sometimes internet, Google doesn't say everything that you want to have the answer about. So I think the experience of senior is the best thing that we can utilize. So I got much help from that as well. You know, it's always about a balance. You don't have to overuse it. You have really to understand when it's the case to ask for help True. and when it's the case to put the extra effort. So it's really up to you and your moral compass in that case. As an ASR, we face the exact same situation a lot of times and we do have to reach out to our network to, to get the help. Um, but I think taking a case as an ASR means something very different to taking a case as an ASC. Could you guys elaborate on this? So we have two different phases. Uh, the first phase is when we take case. Basically, these are support case. There are partner or other Cisco member, Cisco employee. They open a case for us and they ask a simple question. Case can be, for example, uh, information about a product or more complex, like for example, a design. And there is going to be a lot of bomb. So be ready for that. And then there is instead the on the job experience, which is shadowing. Shadowing is a period of two weeks in which you go back to your country and you experience firsthand what actually the job is going to be like on the field. Mm. So the cases is what the job is going to be like on the GBE, which is going to be your next year experience. When you go shadowing, it's how the job is going to be like in the field. So you are ready and you're ready to face whatever your experience you're going to be in the next year. And there are different lessons for these two experiences to be learned from. What kind of different lessons? Tell me, tell me more about this. When you do cases, it's uh, all about uh, also a bit of social engineering. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding exactly the question and the, the proper way to answer to it. Like you want to give the most concise and clear answer possible. 
when you go to the field, it's about networking. You want to meet as much team member as possible. They are going to be your colleague in the future. And you want to make sure that you create that strong network around you. And when you also go to GVE, uh, when you also go to the shadowing, it's important that you come prepared. So for me, a valuable lesson is not to improvise because otherwise you're going to waste your two weeks and they're really valuable because Cisco is putting a lot of uh, resources in it to organize and have as much one-on-one -on -one possible with the, your managers so that once you arrive, they already know you and they know actually what you are there and what are your priorities. So make them known. If you are interested in something, let them know. Maybe they can organize a meeting for you. Have a schedule day by day, organize activity, like be proactive, constantly proactive. That is my advice in this sense. Honestly, words of wisdom on, on the description of the differences between OJE and handling cases and the different priorities and what to do when, when you're going to your home country, how to arrange your time. Jay, I wanted to ask, is that all consistent with your learnings and your experience? Um, yeah, the length of the period can be different a little bit because my uh, OJE on the field actually lasts for three weeks, I guess. So, um, but the whole uh, common thing is the structure itself. So, like, as Elizabeth mentioned, uh, I also took the cases from GVE, which means uh, Global Vulture Engineering Team. And I also went to the field, in the actual field, like physical field, that you can actually see, you can actually meet the customer with your senior. Luckily, I had chances to meet three teams from the field, uh, OJE. For one week, uh, I went to the meeting with the enterprise team and a uh, second week I went to the meeting with the global service provider team, So, which was pretty amazing because, I mean, in the normal company, you don't get to experience with many other teams. In Cisco, you get to see many other teams and, you know, all the seniors are pretty happy about answering the question about what we ask. So that was really amazing because I mean, helping each other is kind of unwritten rule in Cisco, I guess. So that was quite amazing experience that I had with the seniors. That's that's really nice. Um, you said you you had some experience with enterprise and global service provider. So basically, enterprise is like big company for Korea. We have Samsung and LG, mm -hmm. and for the service provider, we have uh, SK uh, Telecom, which is like big telecom company such as the Vodafone in Europe. For the OJ experience with the enterprise, enterprise team, I have a chance to visit the data center site, actual site of the SK Hynix, which is like big semiconductor company in Korea. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, during the courses before the OJE, you just listen about the products of the Cisco, but in that data center, I had actual chance to see the products which is built in their data center so that was really helpful to understand the whole structure about the data center for me mm -hmm. how was how was the experience i mean first time walking into a data center how did how did it feel it was quite overwhelming because you never i mean it's very hard to experience those kind of stuff because i mean data center is not very common site that you visit like time to time so you have a bunch of uh, network uh, infrastructures like switches and routers and the servers and stuff. So the noise that they make, it was quite loud. So that was 
little, I mean, scary though. <laughs> and at the moment that I visit their data center, uh, they were doing some uh, cabling construction. So when you think about the cabling, is uh, you usually think about uh, connecting your monitors to your computer, right? But cabling that they need is totally different because you have a bunch of wires with a bunch of colors and stuff. So that was quite amazing and amazing experience, I would say, yeah. What would you say out of that day was the biggest thing you learned? In the class that we had during the CISAP, we didn't we didn't cover much about the airflow, for example, airflow about, about the server or switches. But I figured that like switches making a lot of heat, especially when it is like grouping together. So it is very hot in the data center. So airflow itself is pretty important other than the network structure. So that was the new thing that I learned outside of the class. Yeah, that's, that's the most memorable experience that I had, memorable lesson I had in that data center experience. Well, that's really interesting. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, that experience with us. If I may ask, going back to what you were saying, it is about the, about the network and reaching out to people. So what kind of network do you have accessible to you? So I was really lucky because uh, during February, I was selected to go to Cisco Live, and that was a really valuable experience. So when you go to event, that is uh, the best way to have a new connection and a new network because I met a lot of people there that I can still contact. Uh, another network is, of course, the one in Italy. I was so lucky that they invited me again to go to an event in Florence. And uh, although the center of that event was really technical, I think the main lesson out of it was to meet the entire team of both branches. So you want to go around, uh, although you have to say always the same things, I know, but you want to present yourself, you want to let known your presence, what you're going to do, what are your interests, because you never know how opportunity will come up. So that is actually what you're building. You're building a set of opportunity that you can get. So of course, also the GVE network, because I'm a specialization of all when you get a specialization, which is in one of the five pillars. You might get, for example, data center or OEN. Then you're going to part, be part of a team, a group. And that is your actually your um, system for you to understand more about that specific uh, pillar from uh, an expert. So that is a really important network to have. You want to have network in everything. You want to have a network, for example, for GVE, for knowledge. You want to have a network, for example, in different areas you are interested in. So for a possible opportunity for the future. And you want to have a network in your country in your, for having uh, actually um, the best possible experience when you get back. So I will say these are the most network you can get. And the most event you go, the most people you meet, the most different are these people, the most opportunity you are going to get. So it's all about uh, meeting new people and being interested in what they are doing also. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Now I want to ask you a little bit more about Cisco Live, considering it was your first experience. Actually, I went there as a volunteer. So it was 10 days and it was pretty long. And what I did was actually mounting switches and access point. So you see first hand, actually, I've, now I really know how to mount a switch. <laughs> and uh, I saw there a lot of group dynamic and uh, a lot of things that are really valuable to me. Like, are you working group? Are you make sure that the, although the task is simple, how you make sure that it is done? So in general, 
it's always good to have this extra opportunity to meet new people. Like I really enjoyed that. But you know, I what I was really surprised is that people were doing it with a smile. You know, they do did something that they believed in and they wanted to have the best quality. And this is something I really appreciate in Cisco too. Like people do things with a, a smile. They don't mind to work a bit more because at the end, the goal is the quality of what they are delivering. So this is something that I was really surprised to see people enjoy what they're doing. And that uh, is for me a valuable lesson. Working on it every day with a smile on the face. Isn't that, isn't that the dream? I want to talk about one more thing I'd like to cover uh, at OJE specifically. Now, a lot of times, a lot of teams we see are helping out their teams remotely and virtually. You talked a lot about your, your hands-on experiences. You know, Jay, you talked about your first time at the data center and Elisabetta talking about Cisco Live. But what is it like actually supporting a team that you don't get to physically meet most of the time? It depends on the different uh, ISC, their involvement in the local team. Because the cases that we get now, mm -hmm. they are mainly from everyone. So I have uh, supported a few Italian partners. Uh, and in general, if I see Italian, I tend to take the case. So I might call them and speak mm -hmm. in, in my language, which for me, it's more familiar. But um, you always have to be careful how you are perceived remotely. Because you want to be careful that your presence, although it's virtual, is there. And you have to make sure to have this constant contact because they have to know what you're doing and when you're doing it. So when you're virtual, I think to make your presence known for the other, it's really important. They have to perceive you. You want to be actually part of the team and constantly teaching, constantly letting know, let them know what you're doing and be like constantly on the spot. Like when you are virtual, you want to uh, do that extra effort actually that when you are in person, you don't have to do to make them known and to to have that relationship that when you are physical, it's going to be um, easier to establish. I just want to pass it over to you, Jay. Is that consistent with you? Do you have anything to add on this? The thing is, I think helping each other is kind of the Cisco scripture. So everything that Elisabetta says is enabled by Cisco culture. So because everybody is willing to help each other whenever and wherever. And also, I mean, when you support somebody that you've never met before in, in actual physical space, I mean, you have to know what the context is and what kind of idea that he's wondering about and he has a question about. I think understanding the question is the most important thing. And also, like communication skill can be very important because Sometimes some kind of misuse of the word can cause some kind of misunderstanding, I would say. So you have to be careful about that as well. It is about that you mentioned some highlights about your shadowing period. Tell us a little bit more about that. I really saw these as a really positive things, like the way in which they interacted, the way in which they spoke to the customer. It was all supposed like to be a strategy between them. They were a team in front of the customer. It's not about um, trying to show who is better than the other. It's about showing them together. Uh, it can be the best possible thing for the company also to show like a, a unified front. That for me was really impressive. And then another thing I noticed is that uh, once they become more and more experienced, 
they need less and less PowerPoints. Like I noticed a lot when they go to customer, it's more like a genuine feeling of teaching, a genuine feeling of educating them. They don't need to have this uh, elaborated PowerPoint. They're just speaking. They know what uh, they are saying because they have a lot of experience in it. So the concept of explaining something really complicated and make it in something really simple for me as no price. And I saw that in Italian, that was really surprising for me. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for highlighting the, the importance of synergy showing up together and, and how and what the impact of that brings even to a customer. Just the feel that, that you're dealing with a team that are on the same page and everyone's you know working together to, to for one purpose and one goal. Jay, I want to pass it over to you. Do you have any thoughts on the synergy between ASCs and ASRs or account managers and systems engineers? Um, yes, actually, uh, ASR and ASC has uh, assessment. We do it together, which is the fifth role play. Assessment, you have to work a lot together with the salesperson. So when I went to the meeting with the actual team in the field, uh, I had the chance to see that synergy that Elizabeth mentioned. So, I mean, for the interaction point, uh, salesperson work a lot with the customer and for the technology part, the engineers work really hard to explain what the concept is, what the product is in the technical wise. So that was the synergy that I saw, I, I've seen in the actual field. So I think the whole point of the role play and especially fifth one is train you to work with other people with the different roles. So I think working together, doing other job is pretty important in Cisco. Thank you so much. Guys, any last words before we close this? We are here to learn. So just be brave and experience as much as you can because here it's a safe environment and you probably won't get that again. So be brave. Thank you so much. Jay, anything from your side? Establishing network with uh, many people is pretty important. So, I mean, don't hesitate to ask questions about everything in Cisco. I think that's my advice to the new batch in next year. Amazing. Thank you both so much. I mean, you guys heard it here. Uh, make sure you establish and utilize your network. Your virtual presence is super important, so make sure you try to go the extra mile. Persevere even through the hard times and ask a lot of questions because there's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, this was an episode about the on-the-job experience part of CSAP. We really hope you enjoyed it. Jay, thank you so much for your time. Elisabetta, thank you so much for being with us. And this wraps it up. Thank you, everyone. Bye.